HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Fair Kitchens. Learn about the Fair Kitchens code and join the movement at fairkitchens.com. This week on Meet and 3, I'm about to go on maternity leave. This is Katie Mosman-Wadler, and before I leave you in the incredibly capable hands of Team HRN, we're rounding out Season 5 with a deep dive into the food rules, weird cravings, and overall hype about eating while pregnant. There are a lot of safe foods to eat, and we shouldn't be sort of assuming that just because something is raw that it's dangerous. I just found myself feeling like there was an alien piloting my body and brain and uh, totally changed the way that I ate. So was it the eggplant? Sure. Why not? I just don't know. Tune in to this week's episode of Meet and 3 anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'll be back soon with our newest and tiniest producer in tow. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. Hello and Happy New Year. This is the first episode of Tech Bytes for 2020, for the new year and the new decade. Tech Bytes is the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk to innovators and influencers in the food tech space. And today I'm very happy to welcome back to the studio Alice Chen, who is the CEO and founder of a little website called Culinary Agents. If you own a hospitality or food business or you work in the hospitality or food business, you probably have looked for a job, looked for an employee, lurked around at things at some point in the past few years. Her last appearance was August 2016. We were just talking and reminiscing about August 2016. It seems so long ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, a lot's happened in the world and at Culinary Agents since August 2016. So we're here with Alice in the studio, and she's going to tell us about all the fun, fancy new tech that they have at Culinary Agents, not just to learn about what's happening in the world, but January seems to be a time of year where people are really motivated to make change and do something new. I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there who are thinking about looking for a new job, making a transition, maybe making a transition within their company, maybe 
changing industries, going from an office job to a restaurant job. Maybe you have a business plan to open a coffee shop that's been sitting around somewhere and this is the year you're going to do it and you're going to need to staff that coffee shop with baristas. If you're thinking about that for 2020 in this decade, then this show is really for you. She's going to give us some good insight and advice about how to make all those things happen. All, Alice. all the tricks, all the hacks, <laughs> only on this show, only for Jen. Yes, <laughs> only on this show. This is why we have her coming back, because she's an amazing guest. Thank you for coming out to Bushwick in this sort of rainy, cold, wintry Monday night. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, it's not Monday. Excited. It's Tuesday. I'm sorry. Today is Tuesday. <laughs> you were really close. January 14th, 2020. First show of the year. Okay, Alice. Lots happened in the world since August 2016. Your company is much, much bigger than it was when you were here. It is. Give, it us, is. give us the high speed, fast forward, top notes, preview version of what happened. High speed. Wow. So last time we uh, chatted, I had recently... Not too long ago, raised a Series A round, really focusing on growth, really in the uh, tech kind of bubble, if you will, but focusing on how do we build, how do we grow to really support the hospitality industry, being the applicant tracking management system, making sure that we're still listening to the voices and feedback of hospitality and doing all things great for everyone. Um, we were at about 100,000 users back then. Now we are over 800,000. You're, um, um, you're going to approach a million this we year. We are. You're going to hit a million this year, we probably. Will. We will, before the first half. 2020 is going to be a great year. We are going to hit 200 episodes Woo-hoo! in February. So Pop the champagne. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, not only that, but really... Um, Product-wise, you know, taking the feedback and doing everything that we said we wanted to do. I think that was the biggest thing that I'm really proud of myself and the team uh, is that you know when you're earlier, we were just a couple of years in, still really you know trying to do everything, but but getting into getting really good at putting down processes and focusing on what was really important um, and achieving what we wanted to do. Product-wise, building the right partnerships, distribution. How do we make life easier for the businesses? that are looking to source great talent so they can focus on their guests and growing their businesses. And then how do we help talent find great jobs and discover you know, places to work? This may be an all of the above multiple choice question, but my question is, have you seen such tremendous, tremendous growth on your website from both sides, um, hiring and job seekers? Is it the natural just growth of a great company? Has companies like culinary agents become sort of like a de facto department for a small business that doesn't have an HR department because there may be a standalone? Is everybody just more savvy and hip to the internet and just using it more efficiently? All? It's a combination of all of the above. I think what we've seen is that a lot of businesses continue to grow and thrive. And as you grow, you need to look for more efficient ways to do things and you need more people. And uh, a natural progression would be, you know, what are the tools that have been working well for me and how do we get the most out of them? So we've seen people and businesses uh, use it more and discover more of the features and functions because of that. And simultaneously, we roll out 
new features and functions and make sure that, that folks are aware of it. I think one of the things that we always stayed really true to is how do you make the product better and better without necessarily nickel and diming, right? That wasn't our goal. It was, we have a great vision and we want to do more and support the industry. How do we continue to do that by making the product better? What were some of the things over the past few years coming into 2020 that are the most successful functions and features of the website? And then the second question is, were there things that you thought would be a big hit that just weren't or didn't work the way you thought they would or times changed and things pivoted and it seemed like a great idea or something that surprised you? Yeah, we'll focus on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think actually I uh, announced on our last show the I Want to Work Here yes. feature, yes. which um, was this... A little pet project of mine or idea where I was like, wouldn't it be great to, to really encourage people to be proactive and let them connect with employers? Um, and that has become a really great feature. We just a couple weeks ago announced our first kind of leaderboard of the top 50 individual companies and the top 50 groups that people have submitted I want to work here for. And Does it, does it track to the uh, restaurant ratings? Is like the top 50 I want to work here list match up against the world's 50 best restaurant list or the top 50 in Zagat or the top 50 in the Michelin or something like that? So the interesting thing is, and, it, and we're still early on because we're a couple years in with the data, and I think over time we're going to see different trends. Um, there definitely are some trends regarding from the individual um, restaurants that are on the list, more award-winning, maybe some that uh, the caveat is is based upon the information on our site. So one could argue that businesses who have been on longer might have a um, greater greater visibility and penetration. Right, but, mm -hmm. exactly. But when we looked at it, that wasn't necessarily true because we did have some businesses that we know just came on maybe a year ago that were way up on top. Uh, in addition to that, when we looked at the groups, we noticed that there were just some groups because employer branding was a really big thing we focused on last year where it's not just jobs, it's about... How do you how do you showcase your employer value prop to use that as a as a way to entice people to want to work for you and and to learn a little bit about your business? So it was really interesting to see some larger groups and employer brands kind of rise towards the the top of that list that might have been unexpected. So those are the types of things that that we're really excited to continue to do in 2020. Did you think a restaurant or restaurant groups business point of view? and work style or work ethic or quality of work would become such important pieces today? Because I, I'm reckoning that probably it, people weren't quite as focused on that back in 2016 or 2012 when you started the business. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, quality of life at your workspace. That was always our goal and hope. However, you know, changing behavior and changing the way people uh, think and, and just gravitate towards is always a difficult task. I think a lot of events have happened over the past couple of years where there's definitely more of a focus on, you know, what is the culture there? Who am I working with and for? And is that in line with what I want in my work environment? And, it, you know, different, different people want different things. And I think specifically in the past year, and one of the things that we focus on is, you know, information transparency is, you know, there might be some things that 
people really like about a particular restaurant or a business or, 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 or a style of management that might not be preferred by other folks. And, and over time, people change what their preferences are. Life changes. And what's important you know, today may not be the most important thing for you when you're looking for your next job you know, a couple months from now or a year from now or years from now. Um, and I think that the, the beauty of this industry is that your skills can really translate and transfer from one place to another, regardless of its, if it's within the uh, restaurant pillar or if it's hotels uh, or catering or food service. Or, um, and I think that's something that um, I'm particularly really excited about is really helping folks discover all these opportunities. That are adjacent that they might not have yeah. thought about before. What have been um, some of the most popular or most requested types of things from people looking for jobs? What resonates the most with people or what are people searching for? One thing that we've seen, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we rolled out uh, the ability to search for jobs based upon awards. Um, And it's not just awards. It's like specific distinctions that are hospitality related. Uh, We found that to be really interesting because not only did it help talent kind of save searches and, and narrow down what they were pot- potentially you know looking for but because of the way our algorithms are set up it actually helped them discover other things that were similar or related that they might not have been specifically searching for if you like 11 madison park <laughs> you should check out laburna dan yeah so if for let's focus a little bit on people looking for jobs What's your what what is there an increase in traffic right now and what is your best advice for somebody coming onto the site clean who doesn't have a profile yet who doesn't really understand what works what's their what's the what's their best point of entry Yeah so uh, absolutely to your to your point you know I think January 2nd we saw our uh <laughs> Activity spike. Um, I think that's you know typical of, of this industry. The the cycle um, in January kind of picks up. Um, typically, January February, the first quarter of the year is, is traditionally the slowest quarter of the year for restaurants, unless you're in a resort area. Like if you are in Colorado and you're in Aspen, you know, and you're in a resort ski area that where business is increased. But for the most part. Most restaurants are very slow in January, February, and March. You get a little bit of a pop around Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's a time of year when people are moving around a lot. Yeah, and we see businesses also start picking up in, in February, March, um, you know, whether they're hiring for the spring season or summertime or you know, Major League Baseball, et cetera. Um, but to your point, from a, talent, from a, from a job seeker standpoint, you know, one simple advice would be just take a look, spend some time, and really do a little bit of research. Search um, businesses, try to learn a little bit about, you know, what, what, what do you want to do? What area? What is the ideal business that you want, would love to work, you know, for and with? And why? What are, what are the reasons? Because there may be other businesses and other individuals that um, do those things really well that you might want to consider. And I think, I think the more people take a step back and just think about what, what do you want to do? What do you want to learn in the next couple of months, next year? What do you ultimately want to do? And if the answer is I still don't know, then you know work it back a little bit. I always say, what's your you know one year, three year, five year plan, and work your way back. If you have your ultimate goal, 
to open your own business uh, in the hospitality space, okay, think about the details, work your way back. What are the skills that you need to improve a little bit upon in order to open a successful business? Maybe you're really strong in um, front of house or operations, but you want to learn a little bit more about um, you know, back of house operations, food costing, et cetera. Is there a way, what are, what are the different ways that job seekers can maximize their profile on the site? Because I mean, typically, you know, coming from the advertising and the PR and marketing world, people who are specifically talented in one arena, cooking, wine, pastry, coffee, they're typically not necessarily great at writing a biography about themselves or <laughs> writing catchy phrases or photography and taking pictures. So certainly there are elements of the job process that are maybe not necessarily the strongest skill set for somebody who's really good at something else. And I've often, I often say well, there's a reason why there are PR people and writers and HR people and marketing people because if you're a chef or a restaurant person, that's your thing. That's what you do well. Nobody would expect a, um, a great writer to be able to bake amazing bread. It's, you know, everybody has a talent, and just because we all write doesn't mean we're all good writers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, I do not have the gift of word, but, but I you have, have the friends. You have the gift of code. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's questionable, but I have friends um, who have those skills. So I think one of the things that this industry does better than any other is everybody rallies to help each other. Everyone supports each other, and they're willing to share. And word of mouth is a real, real asset. And I think, you know, I, I, I kind of tap into the word networking on a regular basis, and I know that networking doesn't come naturally to everybody. Um, and even to those who may seem it comes naturally can be difficult as well. But there really is an art to it, and I think pushing people out of the comfort zone and even just, you know, ask your, your trusted, you know, friends or coworkers for, for some advice, or do you know somebody who may, you know, have experience here who have done this before? And I found more often than not, people are very willing to spend, you know, a couple minutes, answer some questions. I mean, I get the, hey, do you have a minute? Can you, can you talk to so-and-so? Can I send somebody to you? And I always say, pay it forward. You know, when I was looking for uh, advice or if I wanted a different perspective, I would ask people I trusted and they would, you know, be there for me. So, most people, especially in this industry, I think really make time and find time to support each other. Is there, you know, I've, if you've not looked at culinary agents and you're interested in one side of the coin or the other, I, I would highly recommend that you take a look. And if you want to take a look while we are on the air and you are listening to the show, the website is easy to find. It is culinaryagents.com. And it's pretty easy to navigate, but take a look and see how everything, you can create a free profile and the different jobs and the different companies. It's very easy to create a profile and then just start applying for like a thousand things. Like, this looks really good. I would want to do that. How about this? How about that? Could that be good for me? Do people do that? Is that helpful? Is that not helpful? Do your employer, do a does a potential employer see that you've apply for something, everything from the back of the house all the way up to the front? If you apply to the same employer to all those positions, yes, they will see that, but not if you do it to multiple <laughs> employers. Um, you know, to your previous question, you know, some of the, the hints and tips uh, for somebody to get the most out of their profile is fill in the information that you want uh, to be shared. 
um, and know that the more information you share with us, the better we can tee up matches and potential things you might be interested in. Just like, you know, um, it, uh, we also factor in, I, I should highlight, because this is really important, um, about a year and a half ago, we incorporated um, some machine learning tactics into it, and we take your intent into consideration. So just in case you didn't have time to add those extra pieces of inf information into your profile for us, we actually take what you're applying to, what you're interested in, what you're looking at into consideration when we're teeing up jobs you might be interested in. And so, you know, just as much as we're trying to figure out ways to make life a little easier for you and to help you, um, you know, some of the things you can take advantage of are, you know, saving some uh, job searches so you get alerts that are more relevant to what you're interested in. Um, making sure that if you had relocated or what city you're in, make sure your profile shows at your current city if that's where you're looking for jobs because it's it'll tee up more jobs in that area. Um, and then also take a look at our resource section it's you know there's a lot of even without creating a free profile you can click into a lot of different parts of our website and get a lot of value there's virtual mentorship there's industry specific hints and tips um, so even if you don't want to you know give any information but you're still interested there's a lot of value you can gain from the website by clicking around well 800,000 people exciting so now we will take just a tiny, tiny quick break, and maybe some of those 800,000 people are listeners. Maybe some of them are even members. Did you know Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit? We are very much like public radio. We are supported entirely by our members who are listeners like many of you, grants, and underwriters like this one. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Fair Kitchens. The food service industry faces a challenge. More people are eating out, yet restaurants are losing talent. Why is this? Research by Fair Kitchens reveals a serious well-being issue within professional kitchens. 74% of chefs are sleep deprived to the point of exhaustion. 63% of chefs feel depressed. And more than half feel pushed to the breaking point. This can't be ignored. Fair Kitchens is a movement based on the belief that a positive kitchen culture makes for a healthier business. By taking the pledge to be a Fair Kitchen, they'll provide you with free information, tools, and resources to help you take action towards making your restaurant more stable, productive, and happy, which positively affects the guest experience. It's time to act now. Learn about the Fair Kitchens code and join the movement at fairkitchens.com. Well, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we look at the intersection of food and technology. Are you a founder of an amazing startup and you want to come on the show and tell us your origin story and how you're going to take over the latest, newest restaurant, app, res, reco, delivery market? Send us an email, techbytes at heritageradionetwork.org. Find us on Instagram, techbyteshrn. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are very interactive. We love to hear from our listeners. So give us a shout. Give us an idea. And, you know, 
If you really love us and you want to help us stay on the air, go to heritageradionetwork.org and make a little donation. Maybe what you spent on coffee today. It'll help us make lots more radio for the next decade. Today, our guest, our first episode of 2020 is Alice Chen. She is the CEO and founder of Culinary Agents. It is really the top website for the hospitality industry if you are looking for a job or you are looking for staff. Uh, it has a tremendous, uh, tremendous amount of resources also that go beyond just a simple want ad scenario. Um, articles, what are the restaurants, events, how people get hired, personal stories of some people you're probably very interested in, along with, you know, things about wellness and how to take care of yourself and what's happening in the industry. Alice, what's the most popular part of your website? The jobs. Yeah, it really is. You know, when I, um, which is great because that was, you know, the the area that we really focused on in the beginning, and and still is a huge part of the site. You know, the goal was always, how do we help people be successful in their careers within the hospitality industry? Um, but when I started out back in 2012, you know, nobody needed to create another profile. Like, just create another profile, and you had to really add value to both sides up front. And People then did build. get profile and joining yeah. and community fatigue yeah. at one point. <laughs> yeah. I know that I really intentionally stopped joining things because I just could not make another profile. Yep, yep. 100%. So, so it was more, how do we add value up front? so that we don't have to tell people, create a profile. Like They just found it and they wanted to create a profile because they knew they were going to get value from it. Um, and so, you know, that here we are. <laughs> so now on the employer side, the reason people come, how, what, what have been the top developments in that arena? We were talking before the show and it's so interesting to me how so many of these new industry platforms are created to provide a very specific service, connect job seekers with people hiring for jobs. But because of the infrastructure that you create, you almost wind up being almost like a de facto HR department for a very small business that probably doesn't have an HR department. Absolutely. I, I think the interesting thing also what's happened in the past couple of years is that there's been there have been an influx of a lot of different job sites, not industry specific, but really focusing on we're the number one place where there's jobs. And their goal is to get viewers and clicks. They don't care who's looking. They don't care who's clicking. And so if you look at, you know, all this additional noise, you know, there's thousands of them for us because we're trying to solve for small businesses, restaurants, large enterprise businesses who are focused on volume hiring and getting their employer brand out there. Um, you know, our focus, our, our kind of solutioning was how do we make sure that we package things in a way where it's easy to use, it makes sense, it's cost effective. And For the restaurant industry. For the restaurant. And I yeah. often describe the restaurant tech level as being a pencil on cocktail, napkin, or seafood towel. Yeah. You know, For all the technology around the restaurant experience, restaurants are still very analog places. Yeah, and it, and it's 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 time sensitive. There's there's not uh, a lot of time, and and not you know overabundance of staff to do specific individual things. A lot of times people are responsible for you know their core tasks and then other things that just need to be done. Um, so 
you know, I think a couple of the main developments were our distribution partner network that we rolled out about two years ago that, you know, not only covers all the major players like Indeed and Jobs to Careers and ZipRecruiter, and, um, but it really makes it easy for businesses to post with us and then kind of feel like um, we've got them covered because we do. Um, and it took us a while to build all the partnerships. Um, I think in aggregate, we distribute to over a thousand, but the main ones um, are all listed on our website. But uh, include, it's a great infographic. Yeah, and then over time, adding uh, businesses like uh, partners like LinkedIn that you know businesses, restaurants, and larger uh, companies have just started using in the past couple of years a little bit more. So it's like, how can we make it as easy as possible and cost effective for restaurateurs and businesses? so that they don't have to worry about managing complicated, you know, click uh, campaigns on third-party sites that are difficult to, you know, measure ROI on. I was just reading in something on my phone that came into my newsfeed, <laughs> an article about the job interview and question, good questions to ask employers when it comes to the part of the interview where they say, would you like to ask me any questions? And most people <laughs> don't or don't ask good questions. And interestingly, and it, it was actually earlier today, so I was very much in the um, hiring job mindset thinking about you. It said that many, uh, potentially, the job description that you read on a website was put up by an HR person, and it's the boilerplate job description that they've been using for the past few years for all the jobs, and that it's really beneficial to sometimes ask employers specifically like the description of the job because then it also varies from manager to manager. And that was so interesting to me. I definitely get that feeling sometimes in a uh, in the you know advertising or marketing space when I've looked at things that they do seem very boilerplatey and they kind of don't seem to actually define a real job, but like all these things, like the whole kitchen sink. What is your what is your best recommendation to employers when they're creating their profile and their job descriptions? How do they get onto those lists? Does their profile could their profile on culinary agents be great that it could get them onto the fifty most searched for jobs? Absolutely. I think one of the things we focused on also is how do we make it easy for businesses as well to create their profile, share what information they want, uh, and then based upon the information they give us, like their category, their cuisine, um, where they're located, et cetera, their opportunities actually get teed up regularly, even if um, they only have you know one job posted, for example. Um, or if they have no jobs posted, they're, I want to work here, typically they have the option to turn it on, complimentary, and they can collect resumes even without posting jobs. So I think the interesting thing is, you know, little things like putting up some photos in the gallery. And if you don't have photos, then write a little bit something in your about section. Um, I, I think are all, well, most businesses have a website uh, nowadays, they don't have any photos or talk much about the place, the spaces for employees. Correct. It's, I mean, uh, of course, something that's public facing, you know, a restaurant website or hotel website is going to show photos for the guest experience. Employers don't show photos of the employee experience as often. I don't think. Do you think that would be helpful or not helpful? Or does it depend on the space? I do. We have, well, it always depends. I think <laughs> everyone and you know has their own preferences. But what we have seen, which is a great trend and something we encourage 
a lot is um, employers putting a more team type pictures um, maybe on their social media or maybe they've created new social media handles just to focus on their careers or um, a specific hashtag that they've asked there, depending on the size of the company, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, showing more, a little bit about, you know, this is the team that you're going to be working with is, is actually um, quite impactful as well. That's an interesting idea. Um, sometimes people, um, restaurant websites and business websites do have the team picture. I always think of that like classic kitchen brigade photo right. that you see. <laughs> um, you know, to that point about the changes in, you know, the perception of what people are looking for, what type of business they want to work in, an employee team shot maybe, um, helping articulate what your work experience would be like. You are now on at advising and mentoring and being on in a parts of different organizations within the restaurant industry. And I know that you are um, involved with Women in Hospitality United, and they've been on this show a bunch of times because we love them. Aaron Fairbanks, who is the um, original executive director of Heritage Radio, is one of the founders. And it's a great organization that is talking very much about you know, um, progressing, I think, the women's experience in the restaurant industry and thus everyone's experience in the restaurant industry. But based on, you know, those types of things and your experience with groups like this, has there been an evolution in how businesses present themselves to people? Do you have you added sort of tips or guidelines or things to talk about or language and things like that for the way employers talk? So we have certainly seen more awareness, which I think is the first step. I mean, I think for, you know, um, women, we who, Women in Hospitality United, um, wonderful focus in, 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 you know, taking on a lot of, um, say hard conversations and really creating safe spaces to encourage more of these uh, conversations and awareness to, to um, be present. You know, what we've seen, I think, where people have, have emphasized a little bit more focus on diversity as a broad, uh, I would say, as, as a broad category, um, revisiting kind of their internal processes, uh, reevaluating, you know, is this something that we haven't spent enough time on or we haven't been clear with, you know, what is uh, accepted and what is unacceptable? Um, certainly, I think also kind of some of the, the um, training mandates that have come since a lot of things have uh, changed, um, you know, has been helpful. Again, I think awareness, I think, is the first thing that um, needs to, to happen. I'd be curious if there was an uptick in the number of uh, job openings for things like HR and community manager and things like that, if more jobs like that have been created over the past few years, or if we've seen more attention to fulfilling roles like that in the industry. I have seen that, both personally and also from as a data point on the site. I think that... Um, I personally had an increase of people reach out to me and say, you know, hey, we're, we're looking to build out this department or, you know, have uh, more support and help. We've seen some consulting companies who really specialize in helping businesses who may not be able to afford a, uh, you know, a whole department or even a full 
uh, headcount of um, dedicated to it, but are, are looking to you know, enhance that department. Um, there's been some consulting firms that have emerged. There have been some individuals who have really kind of made spaces for themselves to help growing businesses. And we've seen that be part of the growth of businesses. You know, you, you open your second location, you open your third location, and you're thinking about operations and scalability, and you're thinking about people. And how do you make sure that you're setting you things up pipeline. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're, you're protecting your business, what you've built, and your team, you know, by putting the right, you know, right parameters in place up front and following, you know, what, what you're supposed to be following. And there's far more resources now, I think, than, um, than years ago. Far more resources than years ago. It's also we we live in a in a time right now where there are so many things restaurant businesses need to think about today that they did not think that they did not need to think about a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. The social landscape, the digital landscape, things you can do on your phone and order with apps along with all of the sort of social and political and different, you know, movements and events that have happened that are really changing the way people are perceiving their experience and changing what they expect to have as their experience. I I get the sense that the restaurant industry used to be much simpler. (laughs) And now it's so complex, you have to do so many things. It's difficult to navigate just as a person and a consumer just sort of reading the news and figuring out where you want to go have that coffee let alone you know creating all the things around it has that has that been a bigger challenge for you in your business has that been a boon for you because people are looking for more and they need more assistance I think it's been a natural it has fed the natural progression of growth for us um, I have had people say to me, wow, you know, it was perfect timing, you know, that culinary agents is here. And I'd like to think, you know, we, perfect timing, but it was also, you know, we're almost eight years in. And, and we they, th- they just discovered you <laughs> last year, and they're so happy to find you. And that's a great thing. And that's also, you know, something for me to, to, to think about further of, of how we're reaching folks. But, um, but I think it's great because, I mean, I, I, people and businesses in this industry, and maybe people in general, they want what they want when they want it. And I feel like until somebody is... That's my phone. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> until somebody is curious about something, they're not necessarily going to look into it, right? And, and, you know, just in the comment that I had with uh, there's more resources now, well, maybe there's seemingly more resources now because people are searching for things more specifically. So um, I think for us, you know, yes, the timing's great. Um, we continually purposely evolved with the industry um, and we've prided ourselves in being kind of the curator of what's important and the the information versus the authors you know our resource section is really um, taking feedback from the users taking nominations and how do we ca- ca- um, cater to the audience and, and also curate it uh, so that it's relevant and it's timely and it's useful what types of things are you working on now for this year Wow. So, and I also want to ask a second question. I'm a real two-part question person tonight. What you have on tap for this year and and what you're uh, as far as you can what you're thinking about and predicting. We're also at the beginning of a new decade. Is it is it even possible to start to predict or map plans for something that's digital in the restaurant industry when we're experiencing such rapid evolution? Is it even possible? 
absolutely seem like hugely overwhelming to me. <laughs> it's possible. You just have to absolutely be flexible and just know that it's going to change. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think uh, you know planning any any company or tech, you kind of plan out your scenarios. And I think for us, we've always had a mission and a goal, and we have not pivoted, and we've stayed true to it, and we've reminded ourselves about, you know, what are we trying to do? Who do we serve? What's true to us? And have have refocused every time we've, you know, been in this cycle of growth and fundraising and doing the tech startup thing and um, and then all the changes and pressures around us in general, um, both myself, my co-founders, my team. And I think, you know, what's coming up now um, is, you know, taking a step back and looking at, okay, how do we we've had our roadmap, our product roadmap for a uh, mapped out for, you know, years and then broken down back, you know, down to the week of what's launching and what else. Um, but, you know, how do we fill in the rest of the gaps of this awesome product that we have and, and how do we serve the audience even better? You know, to your earlier comment about um, job templates and descriptions. Okay, well, we've observed and we've gotten feedback from business users who have asked for what are what are some standard templates that we can use? And, you know, we guide them by saying, you know, take a look at some of the other job descriptions and cater something, you know, create something for yourself. And um, for us doing the analysis of what are the most commonly jobs that have been posted uh, over the past couple of years, you know, the, the hundreds what, what of thousands what's of jobs. The most, what's the... Most Wait. common one. Well, we have them categorized by front of house, back of house, and uh, beverage. But you know, as you expect, just like uh, line cook, um, you know, prep cook, sous chef, exec sous chef, executive chef, um, pastry chef, pastry sous, uh, dishwasher, um, and then front of house would be um, you know, server, host, hostess, uh, general manager, assistant general manager, floor manager, um, and then beverage is sommelier. Mm-hmm. Um, bartender, barback, et cetera. Um, but then also, what are the common skills that are required for these? How do we templatize to further, not necessarily make it so that all everything's the same, but sometimes people just need a little little guidance. Check the boxes of which ones. Yeah, yeah. And that helps us get better data for our, our categorization. That helps us tee up better jobs and suggest better, uh, more accurate, I should say, um, things to talent that, you know, will hopefully get them, you know, continually excited and, and using the site. I mean, we're the only site that, that has that true passive candidate pool in hospitality, which is, you know, goldmine for recruiters. And, you know, when I say pr- be proactive to the talent side for I want to work here and applying, I say it to business as well. You know, look at your passive candidate list. Any chef you talk to is going to tell you they're looking for good staff. Yeah. Any chef today in uh, any city, they're going to tell you they're looking <laughs> for good staff in the front of the house, in the back of the house. Yep. Yep. Every time I see a group of chefs, they're talking about how they need good staff. Yep. Always. What are you most excited about building and what are you most excited about that's on the horizon for 2020? I am most excited about building, uh, building out our career pathing tool. So um, one of the things that um, we always we have a whole section called I want, um, uh, Inspiration Career Timelines, which we will be showcasing uh, you, Jen, soon. Me, me um, soon, <laughs> me soon in January. I believe, actually, we'll I let everybody today. know it'll be no. on all the social media. It's very exciting. <laughs> I actually think the team just released it. Um, but uh, you know this idea of a very unusual career timeline, and very I love unusual. it. And that's kind of one of the I'm like the Kaiser Sose. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, back when I was. <laughs> but but what's line important? Cook in Paris. What's so great about showcasing these you know unique career paths is not only is it inspirational to people who are potentially trying to figure out you know what is the next step, what do I want to do, you know the next you know 
next year, three years from now, ultimately, they get inspired by seeing how other people have navigated their careers to accomplish, you know, many different things. There's no standard template of this is how you get from point A to point B. Everyone has gotten there a little differently. And because we give that raw advice as well, um, it's really become a really treasure trove of almost 250, I think almost 300, uh, you know, virtual mentors, we call them, which which we also share the pieces of advice and information intelligently to to talent. So the idea of career pathing is also, if you do the skills mapping and we help people understand, these are the you know skills that businesses typically require in order for you to get this position. Um, Most people don't do that as a personal exercise when they're looking for a job, let alone have it be a tool on a website. Right. Somewhere. And, you know, what we found when we observed what was happening were, you know, people were applying for the jobs that they wanted. They may have wholeheartedly felt, you know, I am ready for this position. You know, I have been a, you know, I'll choose an example. I have been a line cook for X amount of years. I work really hard. I've learned every station. So now I'm ready to be a sous chef. And you apply to sous chef jobs. And, you know, that is a, a very logical thing that we see all the time. On the business side, Maybe the business sees that this person has been, you know, a line cook for X amount of years. They're not ready to be a sous chef yet. Or perhaps their policies are, you know, you come in as a line cook first and then you work away up to whatever it may be. There is a disconnect. There is a gap in understanding and communication. And because everyone's really busy, I'm not going to make that an excuse, but sometimes it's not explained to the person why they're not qualified for that job or why the business believes that, you know, they're not ready yet. And so we're looking, uh, we will fill that gap with technology because at the end of the day, the person's applying to this job because that's the job or that's the position that they're looking for. How can we help them understand that, okay, so you've actually just art- you've actualized on your website the piece of advice that you gave at the be- beginning of the show for business uh, people who are looking to be successful, which was start at your end point in one year or three years or five years and then work your way back. So you're actually going to, the site actually helps people get that end point of the job that they want and then sort of work their way back with what are the actual qualifications that I need to get there? Yep. And if yep. I don't have them, how can I acquire them? Exactly. And then we can curate that with resources, right? It's 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 really how do you how do you help people progress with their career path rather than this constant apply, reject, or apply and get. But, you know, there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of openings. Everyone's looking for great, qualified, passionate, hardworking staff and and there's a lot of people who are looking for great jobs that fit their needs and their personal requirements whether it be you know work-life balance or you know salary or money um you know whatever it may be for that person at that given time how do we help them discover opportunities and businesses that will fit those needs um quickly um so that they can progress that's a really great idea i mean it's a great exercise for people to do anyway while they're in they're in the process of thinking about what their next move is going to be. And that's excellent to have it sort of laid out for you as something you can walk through and, and do without having to think about it. Because again, if you're, if you're in a specific industry and you are specifically talented and skilled in something like cocktails or pastry or being a barista, there's absolutely no reason why you should have a really deep uh, business knowledge about how to build a business plan and a roadmap. They're two very different skill sets. 
which is often why um, many people say that some of the most successful restaurants and businesses are the marriage of the person, the entity that has that skill and drive and passion in the product, and then the person who has sort of like a business savvy and a business knowledge so that they can make the donuts and sell the donuts. Everything is a matching game. You know, everything's... It's all an algorithm. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Not creepy at all. No. 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 How did you know I wanted that? That's exactly the job I wanted. (laughs) Very funny. You could do a Valentine's Day matching or something like that and make it kind of really fun but a little weird too. Oh, I'm I'm not touching that with a temple (laughs) pole. Do a spinoff. Nobody needs to know it's you. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but culinaryagents.com is open 24-7, so you can take a look over there and experience for yourself what we are talking about. It's all really well laid out, and you know, even if you're not necessarily in the culinary or the hospitality space, it's a very smart way to organize your resume, your experience, or if you're a business person, to articulate what exactly it it is that you need to help get you to the next level or maybe even just get you to the end of service and the end of the day. I want to thank Alice for coming out on her second trip. Do keep in touch with us. She has so, she has so many great things to say. I feel like we, we need to do a different show later <laughs> in the year on a completely different topic like you know, fundraising or managing a business or, you know any number of those things like that. She has so many great experiences to share and and good advice to give. Thank Alice from Culinary Agents. Thank our sponsors. Thank Heritage Radio Network. Thank Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Did you know that's where our studio is? I'm watching people eat pizza. It looks so good. Right now. (laughs) Thank you, our listeners, for coming back to listen. This is Tech Bites. It's the first episode of 2020. Stay tuned. We'll be hitting episode 200 in February. You can find us online, Tech Bytes HRN, on all the social media. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, all your favorite podcasting platforms. And you can find us here live every Tuesday night at 6.15 Eastern Standard Time. I'm Jennifer Liuzzi, and this is Tech Bytes. Tech Bytes is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Just enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Sherry Bayer, the host of All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm thrilled to let you know about HOST, Summit Plus Social, a new conference for and about the hospitality industry, taking place Monday, January 27th, 2020 at the William Vale in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York City. Based on my all-in-the-industry show, 
HOST, which stands for Hospitality Operations, Services, and Technology, will bring behind-the-scenes talent in hospitality to the forefront in a live format, featuring guests from some of my most popular episodes, including Drew Niporent, Rita Jamey, Crystal Mobiani, JJ Johnson, and Jeff Gordonier. Our event will include intimate panels, one-on-one interviews, industry news discussions, curated lunch conversations, and more. Plus, of course, we will have outstanding food and drink throughout the day, including an energizing closing reception. For more information and tickets, please go to allintheindustry.com. And also, please follow us at All Industry on Instagram and Twitter. I hope you will join us in celebrating our dynamic hospitality industry. Many thanks.